Welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. We're a podcast about board games where we have opinions and conclusions formed on the basis of incomplete information. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is brought to you by these great Saskatoon businesses. Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street, Dragon's Den Games on 8th Street, MrDiceGuy.com, and Breakout Escape Rooms on Faithful Avenue. Hello and welcome to Cardboard Conjecture. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. And do we have a guest spot? We have... Tom. (laughs) (laughs) And on tonight's uh, episode, we are going to be more, uh, I would say, topic-based than review-based. So, Ryan, why don't you you tell us what this topic is? Uh, What I want to get out of my system is talking about gaming inserts and storage solutions. Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by... Amazing Stories Comics on 8th Street in Saskatoon. They are the winner of the Joe Schuster Award for Best Comic Book Store in Canada, and they were also nominated in 2016 for the U.S. Eisner Spirit of Comics Retailer Award, presented at Comic-Con. Amazing Stories' amazing collection of comic books, board games, puzzles, and collectibles can be found in their store or on their new online website. Welcome back on Cardboard Conjecture. This is the what do you want to play when things go back to normal part of our, instead of doing our games of late because we're still in uh, social isolation, um, uh, we figured we'd we'd flip the table on this. And uh, thank you, know. you, Ian. Thank you, Ian, for the idea. All right. Yeah, because I was thinking I'm really not playing very many games. So I thought, well, maybe I'll talk about what I'm really itching to play. Oh. And so one thing is I that I haven't quite got to the table yet is Game of Thrones with the Targaryen expansion. Have you, has anyone here played Game of Thrones? Yes, I've I have. Okay, good, I have good. not. Game it's of Thrones years, is, yeah. Yeah, Game of Thrones is a fantastic battle making alliance strategic type game. It's like diplomacy with a with a theme. And <laughs> and they came out so, with an expansion. So you end up hating your friends, is what you're saying. Yeah, that's fine. I hate them already anyway. <laughs> or like or it's like risk with enjoyment as part that's of right. it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> And so there's a there's a Targaryen expansion. It's called the Mother of Dragons expansion. So it actually adds Daenerys and and her troops and her dragons into the game. And so it's actually a pretty game changing expansion. It looks like there's a bunch of new stuff going on. And oh, I've been itching to play it and just haven't been able to. It's not an easy game to get to the table. Um, Cause that one, I'm, that one, you need like a full complement of players for like the as the, many the, as you can get the, yeah. the the best enjoyment out of it. Does yeah. it add another player? Two actually, because it adds the the Aarons and the Vale, and it adds the Targaryens as well. And the Targaryens play completely differently, so they don't win by making battles; they win by gaining influence from other houses and stuff. So oh, makes sense. It looks very interesting. I want to play it. <laughs> nice. Um. Uh, I, I'm just going to put this out there and then I will go find my penance um, form somewhere or another. But I, I threw this out there on, uh, I think it was uh, with Ryan and some other gaming friends of ours that uh, I've never seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. 
It's so, a sore. It's a sore spot between us. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was. It was. I have this expression that I'll use right now. It was if I, I, when I said this, it was if I farted on an elevator because everybody just stopped and looked right at me, kind of like, "What did you just say? What? Get off! Get off! Off the elevator!" Yeah. A few years ago, that would have been a bigger crime. I think a lot of people were disappointed with how it ended. So you probably won't be as big a deal anymore. Okay, cool. I've been waiting for nine years for the next book to come out. So I'm, <laughs> if I got to play the board game to take up that time, I'll do that. All right. Okay, well, that's awesome. Who wants uh, Who wants the next at bat? Well, I can take the next one because I think it popped up on, like, I think, like, Ian, myself, probably Tom as well and everything because I want to get Root back to the table. Oh. Because we can Ian, talk route. Because I don't think Ian's played with the River Folk expansions yet. I haven't. I just got it right at uh, TuneCon, right before everything happened. I just got that new expansion. And then Can't I just it. got. Then I got all the the Underworld expansion oh. stuff that 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 came in. Cool. With all those goodies, and Tom's probably in the same boat. Probably got them just a little bit before I did. Yep. Yep. You got it. Well, I don't know. I just kickstarted it. So I got it whenever everyone, when everyone else got it too. Yeah. You, the, the, the States always gets everything a little bit ahead of <clears throat> Canada. Oh, but I mean, clearly we're <laughs> superior. You could tell from Kickstarter right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I, I, I smell a little bit of sarcasm there. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> yeah. So We'd make you honorary Canadian with that cynical thought. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wait till November. You might have a new neighbor. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> wait, that, 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 that all fits very thematically in for with Brute. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. Good point. Yeah. So, like, yeah, with all these expand, with all these uh, expansions out there with the, all the new factions, like I haven't even played with. Now, I, I'm starting to call, instead of calling them the Corvid conspiracy i call them covid conspiracy <laughs> yeah. and, and and the mole people and then i got i got the neoprene mats like the very yeah. nice neoprene mats that play on and oh well i almost I, got those but i have like 20 rolls of mats that i i don't know where to put them they're just like oh i'm, I'm like strewn about it. I'm it's almost like we should have a discussion maybe on storing these things what do you guys think? <laughs> well Crap. you know what the weirdest I need help thing with that. It's the weirdest thing that you say that. <laughs> um, no, because, uh, or is because, that because if it wasn't if it wasn't for Tom, I wouldn't get all that stuff into one box. Yeah. Is, is that podcastual <laughs> foreshadowing? Yeah. <laughs> those yeah. those deck boxes. I'm I totally remember when uh, Ryan was all fired up about the. I think it was it was Tom that did these the deck the faction deck boxes. Was it yeah. that Ryan? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So root, you're fired up about some root. Um, yeah. uh, Tom. Why don't you why don't you take the third shot at bat here because uh, I'll I'll bat clean up. Okay, well I I saw in the notes that we were gonna skip talking about um, we were gonna skip talking about what Clink Legacy, but that's gonna be the one that I talk mm. about because here's how hard my life is. I think that came out in November, <laughs> if I remember right. So my main game friend, he's one of my best friends. He moved to uh, California a couple years ago. And Clank is one of my all-time favorite games, and we love legacy games. So Clank Legacy got super excited. Uh, it was planned to be released in November. I actually bought a plane ticket. I was going to go spend Thanksgiving break because it was going to be released, I think, if I remember right, right before that. And so 
got a plane ticket and then they postponed the release one week and so it actually came out he received his copy the day after i um left so that sucked and then the big plan was i was gonna fly down for spring break because he's just had it sitting there all wrapped up and so i was all ready to go for spring break right at the end of march and then you know a little pandemic came our way <laughs> and so i have no clank legacy happening in my life which is killing me so that is the one thing that i'm really excited about yeah norm norm and i we had started with our uh group there we um we were what seven games yeah we were seven games yeah. into clank legacy and then um whole social distancing isolation quarantine life happened and we might we actually it might be sooner rather than later in saskatchewan numbers are quite low in our area yeah we uh we're we're starting to see um uh reports of like uh, today there was nothing in the uh in our region for uh you know contagions kind of thing so um i like the, this is the only time i like seeing zeros wouldn't wouldn't that be nice yeah, so Utah and California are breaking records, so I can't really go to California or come back to Utah. So we're just gonna have to wait a while longer. Yeah, and it's stay home me. and stay safe. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Yeah. Legacy, that's a good one. Probably um, worth breaking quarantine, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just go do it. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's a little bit of WD forty and Saran wrap, and I'm yeah. pretty sure. I mean, as long as you can get those opposable thumbs working, you're fine. I mean, I think we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, my number one most anticipated thing to get to. Um, I'm going to completely go on the swing that ped pendulum into the absolute dry Euro nerd. Um, cube pusher. I want to play some Hansa Teutonica in a bad way. So for those who don't know, it is the probably quint. And I'm going to just go out and you know conjecture, right? Um, uh, it's the quintessential networking um, zero luck uh, game. Um, it's all about. I like to always say to somebody because you show them all these different five mechanisms and it's all about route building and it's all about, of course, you know, victory point uh, accomplishments. But I always say to people that um, it's like this whole Bruce Lee bend like a reed in the wind, right? If, if uh, other people are pushing this way, then, then there's less resistance on another area that you should focus on. And, and that whole, you know, it, you can't go into this game with a, with a, with a, you know, a rote kind of Puerto Rico strategy because you're playing against the other people's reactions to choices being done. And it's the most tactical game. I mean, the strategy is have good tactics, right? Um, so, yeah, and I've got all the map expansions. And so oh. I, I, and I know that there's a few behind some microphones right now that, that have, uh, have been have been graced by the Hansa Teutonica game. So well, that's I'm just my big one. I'm just waiting for the big box to come because they announced that there's a big box expand uh, or the big box is coming. Say what? How do you not know this, Norm, that there has the Hansa Teutonica big box with all the expansions <laughs> in one storage solution? Yeah, but I... I oh, okay, well, yeah. I'm in, yeah. Does it not come with the game and cost $100? <laughs> you're thinking of terraforming hansa teutonica <laughs> um Hansa uh, mars so ian have you played hansa teutonica I ian, not, Tom? no no i i mean i know what the what it looks like but other than that i don't know anything about it 
Okay, well, Ryan, you got to kind of back me up on this. It's, I mean, it's it's German Euro Q pusher, but yeah, holy man, it it's like no, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty neat. Like, like when you say you want to wait, you want to play that when social distancing and stuff like kind of comes to an end. It is one of those games where you, it's not a you're never going to get a two player experience out of that. You're never going to get a three player. You got to have like that four, four they five. Got five. You got to have yeah. four or five at least to play that one. And have yeah. and have a good um, uh, fist fight in a phone booth. Yeah, and I mean the best part about that is is when you are you know kicked out of something, you you're compensated and and compensated beautifully because you get to build twice, right? I mean, and for those who I don't want to get into the details, but it's just uh, such a brilliant, brilliant networking game that's got meta levels of strategy that you can go about going at this. So that's mine, Hansa Teutonica. This episode of Cardboard Conjecture is proudly sponsored by Dragon's Den Games, located in the Louis VIII Ball on H Street in Saskatoon. Swing by Dragon's Den Games and let Darren, Al, and the awesome staff help you out in search for great board games, role-playing games, miniature systems, and all of the related accessories. Be a part of their gaming communities that have scheduled events in their great gaming area. Dragon's Den Games, Louis VIII Mall on H Street in Saskatoon. And we are back. So before we get into um, uh, our kind of uh, topic uh, of interest segment, we need to provide um, uh, our contest uh, participants with some information. Ryan, set us up with what's going on right here. Sure. So if you've been living, living under a rock this past month and not listening to our <laughs> podcast, um, you would... Because uh, you those that. are your two options. You've either been listening to our podcast or living under a rock. <laughs> I know. I've been, I've, been, I've been really nailing it lately with my descriptions. Yeah. Uh, after but, you've listened to our podcast, you choose to go live under a rock. <laughs> so we've been uh, running a contest at insert URL link here because I'm not going to read it out loud again. <laughs> but uh we had uh over 260 people um log into the website like found the website um and unique uh, users 200 over 260 people have found the puzzles and i'd like to announce that we had 35 people completely solve all three puzzles and email me the correct phrase which got you entered into the contest awesome so, so congratulations to the 35 people you've you 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 rocked it insert cheering crowd here uh, yeah of those 35 how many how many did not need hints from you on twitter um <laughs> how many did not he well okay so so norm's cousin needed a hint he was messaging me on saturday afternoon um nope but i think only only um five people i think um, actually asked for hints about about the whole about the whole hunt. I think others probably just got frustrated and left and didn't even bother and, uh, messaging me, but uh, that's okay. So what we have is actually we've got I've got three prizes. We got and ended up getting some donations. We got some three prizes. We've got um, from amazing oh. stories. Oh, from no, no, go ahead. Stories, say, we yeah. got the uh, we got the. From the last episode, we talked to Shen Fung Lim about the Coded Chronicles uh, escape games. So we've got Scooby-Doo Escape from the Haunted Mansion. 
And then donated from the uh, Mr. Dice Guy, we've got both of the adventure games, The Dungeon and Monochrome Inc. So that oh, comes as cool. a package. And then donated from uh, Breakout, we've got uh, the, the listener who wins this one can choose one of the um, unlock boxes. So there's a box of like, there's three unlocks and we get, uh, we have some options that they can choose from nice. for, for that. So what I'll do is we'll, we'll, we'll draw some names here. I will message them that whoever has the first gets their, gets the first pick. So like, and I get to roll, right? I get to roll. You get, you get to roll, you get to roll a D 35 there, Norm. <laughs> let me just, uh, let me just look on my D and D shelf here. Oh, there we go. And here comes the roll. 34. Number 34, and that would be Mr. Tony Sweet. Congratulations, Congratulations Mr. Sweet. Tony Sweet. Woo! I will Woo! be in contact with you very shortly, Tony Sweet. And okay. uh, when, does he get to choose, or are you, are you designating? I, so I, will, I will message, so he'll get the first pick. All right, okay. He'll get the this first is, pick. This is, like a, this is like a BCB draft. I like it. Yeah. NFL's yeah, got we'll... nothing on us, man. There we roll go. Roll it again. Here comes the roll. This thing's like a metal dice, too. It's kind of heavy. <laughs> 16. Number 16. You are number 16 is right here is Lane Ardell. Yay! Congratulations, Lane. Nailed it. Nailed it. Getting a hold of you very shortly. Okay. Last roll. And last roll. Okay. Off my mic, off the ceiling, coffee cup, into the dice tray. 29. Number 29. You are Mr. Nope. Miss Tracy Tran. Yay! Yeah. Okay, Tracy, I will be in contact with you very, very shortly. This was fun. Awesome. This episode is proudly supported by the amazing team at Breakout Escape and Board Game Lounge from right here in Saskatoon. Using industry-leading technology, Breakout Escapes escape rooms are all 100% uniquely designed by the team, ensuring their patrons have maximum fun while staying safe. As well, they are a fully licensed board game lounge with over 400 titles to select from to ensure fun for every gamer new and experienced. Be sure to check them out at BreakoutSask.com. At Breakout Escapes and Game Lounge, they believe that life is more fun when you play games. We are back. This segment is basically the feature of the show because it is the topics of interest. And the topic of interest for this episode is game storage solutions. Ryan, please take the honors in introducing our featured invitee. Okay. So a while ago, I was talking about that I wanted to do a topic about gaming storage solutions because... We've all have games or have seen games and have been either very pleased with, hey, all this stuff kind of fits in the box nicely. It's got their own little compartments and it just so over so. And we've also been very absolutely disgusted, frustrated because, like, how the hell does all this stuff go back in the box? Uh, Gloomhaven. Not that you're talking, <laughs> yeah, Gloomhaven. Uh, fantasy flights. <clears throat> Oh, fantasy flight game. Oh my, oh my, oh my goodness gracious. Like, don't even get me started on it. So we've all been to the, from one end of the spectrum to the other, where we've been very pleased 
and also very, very disgusted, disappointed about how things get stored in, in inside inside of a box. So um, I've created a whole bunch of, if you're looking at the show notes, I've got a whole bunch of talking points that I think would just, I don't know, bounce around. And then of course I've invited um, Tom from Tom Teaches Games uh, on Twitter and on YouTube to join us because he also does a bunch of, uh, he's not like me where I, I go I go out and buy like a whole bunch of like these aftermarket things. And everything. I used but to Tom be. Actually, that's, yeah. This is how we got started. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then so so Tom comes up with these um, do-it-yourself um, storage solutions for some of his favorite games or just games that he figures that, you know, just needs a better storage solution to them. So um, I'll introduce Tom here and I'll let him take it away kind of like, how did he get into this business of creating storage solutions? And then we'll just kind of maybe go through the talking points later. That's Tom? amazing. I'm excited. Awesome. I'm excited. I'm excited to hear your thought process and how you come up with these things. Yeah, I want to hear where I want to hear where where your your the vein in your forehead snapped and you <laughs> thought I need to take care of this myself. <laughs> I I mean we could definitely do that. Uh, <laughs> so actually, kind of interestingly, my very first box that I came up with was for Root, but it wasn't the one that I'm like the most proud of. It was just a single deck box. And this has come after years of buying like those super nice fancy boxes. Um, and so I have several of those, but almost always, first of all, they take forever to put together. And also almost every single time I would build one, I would think, oh, I wish that they had done this differently. And it sucks because you spend 60 bucks on an insert and it doesn't work the way that you want it to work. And so anyway, probably a year ago, I was packing stuff in for root and doing my best. And here's the real problem. Baggies are, I'm the worst at baggies. I can't open them. I can't close them. Like I rip every single stupid one. And for a while I tried to have like an organization system in my board game room, like drawers to store the baggies, but then they always became a mess. They always got mixed. And so anyway, baggies is what drove me to making boxes. Isn't, yeah. this, isn't that what we all kind of like default to is yeah. put things into baggies and then shove them in the box? Put them into baggies, yeah. And so so that's what I was doing with Root is I was going through the baggie pile, trying to find the right baggies for the right size. And then I was like struggling my brain. I was like, well, I want to keep the cards for each faction with their pieces. But if I put them all in the same baggie, that could damage the cards. And But I, I also wanted to keep it organized. I didn't want to have 100 card or 100 baggies in the same box so anyway uh i'm a by the way i'm a middle school math teacher and so i do an interactive journal yeah uh, i do an interactive journal where i like fold notes and try to make them cool so the kids care a little bit um they don't <laughs> but i like to pretend <laughs> so anyway i've had years of practice of of oh i wish i had notes that did this and then i would make it up or whatever uh so I was sitting there, obviously the typical solution is usually a tuck box, but I hate tuck boxes more than almost anything in games. Tuck boxes are the worst because I always have those one or two, one or two cards that can't go in because they're stuck on the lip inside. It doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> so no baggies, it's all no right, tuck man. boxes. All right. So <laughs> I'm sitting there with Root and I was like, I don't know what to do. So then I had a thought, I was like, what if I make my own box, my single deck box, and I make it so it has dividers. So I could just really quickly be like, oh, okay, there's the 
uh, the whatever they, the Marquise de Cat faction. So I can just open the box, find that divider, pull them out. And so that's what I did. It took like two days of just pure trial and error because I had never designed a box and I wanted it to do exactly what I wanted it to do. And so I just made this one single box to hold all of the cards for the base game with dividers. And then that was cool. And I did that same design for several boxes. And then things evolved from there as needs changed. As I got more games and would open them, I'd say, oh, I could probably do something with that. So, yeah. Yeah, because if you take a look at Tom's website, which Tom will plug a little bit later, I'm, ass I'm assuming. Yeah. But uh, you'll, you'll see kind of this, this, this same um, DNA of his of his storage solutions across many many of these games of these of the of these boxes and these little with, with the little lids and all these kind of things they're, they're kind of like it's like the same design but it's always just like fits that particular game um like uh, i i i just print like i just printed off just the other day i printed off his uh teotihuacan um uh, wait can we talk about that title really fast i could be so wrong but i think i know how to pronounce it and i've been listening to you for three episodes trying to pronounce it <laughs> see i told you you should have reviewed you're right you should have just reviewed root oh man i should have, I should have actually like watched something <laughs> and who knows i have no idea how to pronounce it but i have a different guess cool i'm gonna say it because i've been thinking about it every time i've been listening okay in theory it might be called Teotihuacan. Well, Maybe. that sounds even so much better. I, I mean, I practiced it a lot. Okay, I so tried I'm, my best. So we'll, I'm, we'll I'm gonna practice. I'm gonna practice it, and I'm gonna bring it up in the next episode. Yeah, <laughs> bring it up because it's been like three episodes in a row now. So, <laughs> and I only know that because I like I looked it up and I practiced it because I did a I did a playthrough of that game and I did the yes. storage solution for it. And so I didn't. I just like you know how it is. YouTube comments are the worst, and I was like, I can't have people <laughs> ragging on me. So I seriously practiced that thing for like a half an hour. Oh, but, luckily, we, luckily, we only have like oh. one person, one person who listens to the show. So yeah, and it was me, <laughs> and it was you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, thanks for the uh, seventy-five downloads, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so sorry. No, that's so, yeah. all right. That's true. That's a good point, though. Like, well, I start. I probably have about six different base templates depending on the need. So I have like those vertical deck boxes. I have some horizontal deck boxes. I have some trays and boxes and things like that. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to figure out, I don't know if smartphone is going to need something totally different or if I'm going to be able to rely on it. But that's the idea. I just sit there and I think, okay, do I have a design already that I can adapt? Us four people sitting here. Why do we always like judge like maybe sometimes judge a game by the insert like why do we seek out these better solutions didn't didn't the company already come up with these ideas when they when they packed when they packed up the game and sold it to no. us didn't they think didn't they think about this <laughs> probably not <laughs> hey i'm gonna throw this out there because it's kind of like a contextual basis of of like understanding i'm the type of guy who when i when i take open up the box those you know those little cardboard inserts that they have usually I take that and throw it out. Or if no, it's a plastic I one, I take it, I throw it away, I and I empty everything, and I put everything into baggies, and I just I dump everything out. into the thing, yeah. and I put the lid on, boom, I'm done. Even now, if I only... take it out, I have a huge box in my garage where I go put it in there because I cannot throw them away. Oh, oh, I'm just like, it's. It, it, I don't even get the cellophane off, and I'm throwing out that insert no. immediately. <laughs> my now, parents are hoarders, though, but and so I learned it from them. <laughs> 
Well, I recycle <laughs> I it. Can't. Don't get me wrong. Even oh. even the fantasy flight ones, I can't. Like they're the most. Those are the most worthless ones. I cannot throw those away. Okay. Well, Jeff, uh, um, our sponsor, Amazing Stories, um, he tells me that he even you know the punch out, the punch out uh, um, uh, sheets. Yep. He will put those underneath because for some game yeah 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 because it says well no man that's like that it needs to be there because it pushes the stuff flat to the top so totally. again i tell him what i do and then after about five minutes of his eye twitching i i tell them again to see if the other eye twitches so norm i'm getting there <laughs> I, for, for a long time no if it came in the game you don't well the punch out boards that's you toss those that's ridiculous but I couldn't throw out any inserts. Now I'm at the point where if it's just a plain regular insert with nothing on it, I can get rid of it. But if it's got any kind of artwork or anything at all that blends into the box, I have a tough time. I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. What about what about expansion boxes? Are you throwing those away too? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my, my kids, God. my kids can't use them for Barbies and and uh, and. Uh, and toys, they're they're in the recycle pile. But I use them to hold the garage floor down. <laughs> they're all in that one space. Just millions of empty boxes and stupid inserts. Well, I had, I mean, you guys know if you decide to hang on to all the expansion boxes, you need another room to put those empty expansion yeah, boxes. The garage. That's what garages <laughs> are for. <laughs> all right, point taken. Um, okay, but don't get me wrong though, because I and again. I, I under, completely understand the value and the purpose because uh, I have Kemet and I and I um, purchased one of the broken token, the wooden ones, and and I did it because it's it was I want to play this game. I tired of taking more time to set this game up than it does to play the game. So for me, it was like bang bang bang. Let's get playing this game and bang bang bang. Let's put it away. There's a uh, I mean, math teacher right there. There's there's a fundamental uh, spatial relationship puzzle going on there. Oh, How, how did totally. you overcome a lot of that stuff? Oh, my gosh. Trial and error and lots of swears and tons of trees <laughs> killed. A lot of references like, to sons and mothers, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what was it? Paladins of the West Kingdom? That was probably the hardest one because the trick with these storage solutions is first of all you have to get the pieces to fit in the box but then you have to get the boxes to fit in the bigger box that one was the hardest one by far that was crazy all right cool um uh, now here's uh, um uh like one thing that a lot of people don't know is that what we've suggested like broken uh, broken token and and uh, we haven't mentioned folded space um but your stuff is, you don't charge anything for, for downloads off your site, do you? Do you want to talk about that a bit? Oh, I sure can. Uh, it is, I mean, that sounds really cool, but it is 100% selfish why I don't charge for things. So, for example, my it's really important to me to use the actual artist's artwork on the boxes. Because uh, I think that it brings people in thematically. I think it looks way better. And so that's important. And I just kind of don't want to go through the headache of contacting people and making sure that they're compensated appropriately and all of that stuff. Uh, my understanding is that by not charging that that's okay. I'm not making any profit off of any of it. Um, the other thing that's really terrible on my part is that I hate whining and I feel like people <laughs> whine less when they get free things. Like they're just excited, yeah. but if they pay you 10 bucks for a box that 
they don't like, then they can complain about it and I don't want to hear it. So I just yeah. figure I might as well just put it up for free. And if people want it, cool. And if they don't want it, I don't care. No skin off my nose. I'm not saying that 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 sounds like a fundamental teacher initiative is I don't want to hear <laughs> so what it is. It totally 100 percent is. Yeah. <laughs> so. Cool. so so why do we always want everything to fit into one box? What what is it? What 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 drives us to put all of that stuff into well, the, just the one wrong. box? Because we're nerds. <laughs> Shelf space. So we can fit more, have a bigger so, collection. So we can have more. So so that so just that we have a limited amount of shelf space. We just want to have just the one game. It has 10 expansions in it, like Carcassonne. And I just want to have just the one Carcassonne box just sitting on my shelf and I can just reach in. I don't have to I don't have to worry about grabbing all those other boxes and putting totally. all that stuff in. For yeah. me, it's that I want everything as a complete package. That's I I have this weird mindset about that. It's like if I I want to have the game all together, just one unit. And there's some games that I can't do that with, and it drives me crazy. Does it necessarily need to be in the box? Because, and I'm going to say this and and, and uh, watch people twitch, because I have a couple games where um, I have stuff in baggies and it's just elastic banded to the outside of the box. Yeah, that's that absolutely disgusting. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> what, what is wrong with you? I mean, you? you can see you can see my display right here. It's all like book style. Like, I can't. That's insane. Oh, yeah. My Snowdonia looks like it's got like, like you know, growths, plastic bag growths coming off of it. Yeah. I literally threw up in my mouth just listening <laughs> to that comment. Um, I did have a thought. <laughs> yeah, that's gross. I did have a thought <laughs> about your first question and this question together about why it's important for me to have a good insert is I almost exclusively play with non-gamers. So almost always I'm playing with people new to a game or new to the hobby. Like I, my one gamer friend is in California. So I'm almost always just playing with new people. And one thing that's so important to me is to be able to get the game out and going quickly. Because if you're trying to bring someone into a game and you're sitting there organizing for 15 minutes, I think that's a really good way to lose interest really fast. So that's been my most important goal is trying to make things pretty and fast. But I think Tom nailed it on it. Those are the inserts that I like. I have the ones that that I that I've that I've either purchased or 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 made. It just makes the thing. Yeah, like this it. The setup is mm -hmm. always atrocious. Like I got a Twilight Imperium um insert. That's going to make the setup of that game so much quicker because there's so many little fiddly things. Um Tom has a great one for Edge of Darkness and the the little the little um um the little card pockets packets. Yeah, that was a new template. That was a new design just for that. <laughs> cool. That, that that when I saw that, it blew my mind. I was like Oh my gosh, that is going to solve the one big issue I have with this this game. How it is, even that stupid drafting period, like that. For, so again, I just design based <laughs> on what makes it easier for me. So like that initial draft where everyone's picking a card to just be able to flip the whole pocket over. Oh man, I was yeah. so pleased with myself. <laughs> yeah, just just, just, just just pass just pass the packet around. Pass too. the packet around. Oh, it's so nice. Cool. I want to add one more answer to your question, which is uh, protecting the pieces. 
because mm-hmm. just in baggies or not in baggies or anything, pieces can really easily get scratched or messed up and stuff like that. And that really freaks me out, obviously, as the person who saves my inserts. <laughs> well, I I completely appreciate when you when you pointed out the fact that it's like uh, putting the pieces in the same baggies of the cards and the pieces potentially scratching the card. I had never even thought of that, and you got me thinking, going, "Oh wow, I'm like I'm like scratching up the paint off my cards for the you know my Legrandha stuff that's with oh it's like right away I just kind of went oh, I have to fix that. You gotta fix that, man. Get on but, it. But then I'm the same guy who says, yeah, yeah, elastic band ziplocks to the outside of the like saddlebags <laughs> yeah. on a donkey. I throw away my so, inserts. Yeah. I might have the it. impulse, but the execution's a little lacking. <laughs> <laughs> so um, uh, so do, do, do any of us have like games? That I'm pretty sure Norbert does or Ian does. Or, but um, do, do any of us have the games that still have like the actual original insert in them? Lots. Mm. I have lots. Everything. I actually, I'm still because I still, I still have trouble throwing out inserts. If it's a custom made <laughs> insert, I just, it's part of the game and it should be there. I don't know. I have trouble with it. So can, I'm with oh, you, Ian. Even to the point where I will design my boxes to try to fit in the insert, especially if they have artwork. And so, go. like, uh, what was it? Um, Taverns of Tiefenthal, I think. I designed it, and and what I did in, with that was I took the insert. And in order to fit my boxes in there, I had to actually slice the insert so that you can like lay the box inside. But man, it came out so cool. And uh, I think I did the thing. Yeah, Quacks of, no, it wasn't Quacks. Yeah, maybe it was Quacks of Quedlinburg. I just like sliced a little bit in the insert so that I had like this storage space. I could take my Plano box and like store it inside of that slice so that I could keep the cool artwork. See, often I'll store like I'm trying to fit expansions and stuff in there because that's I want to get as many expansions in one box as I can. I'll store under the insert, like I'll actually put stuff under the insert, but I've never seen it. Flight. Every time, put the minis under those side wells. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Yep. yep. So, so I what's see even I'm better so- is if you throw it out. No, <laughs> just oh. no, no. So, 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 so Tom added into the show notes something pretty interesting. He's like. Some some games have seemingly great inserts, but they just absolutely suck. Like though you, we we know the ones that they they look great, they actually look like they're functional, but they're not. You know what drives, <laughs> and that's the piggybacking on what you just said. What drives me nuts is yeah, it looks great, and then you sleeve your cards. Oh, and then they don't that fit too. the sleeve cards. Yeah, and then the it's like I just wasted. Oh, oh, oh yeah, wait, no, wait. and that's did, and did, that's did, the did point where I go. Hear what Ian said. Well, no, what did it? Don't sleeve them. Did you hear about the harm that the computer cards from the opponents, man? I don't sleeve either. And I do get a lot of crap for, like, I don't design my boxes for sleeves because all sleeves are different. Sleeves are not created equal. And I can't make seven designs for one stupid game. (laughs) And so, yeah, I get that. That's the number one comment that I get all the time is, does your solution fit sleeves? And it doesn't by nature but there is a fix for it yeah don't sleeve them <laughs> true and don't because mine's all, yeah. mine's all prints do it yourself like you can just change the size magnify it a little bit and then you can fit your sleeve so uh, yeah. let people figure that out trial and error so do we have any examples of like seemingly good inserts that um just just don't ever seem like I, I like the one at the top of the list here. I kind of agree with Tom with this one. Coimbra. 
that does have an insert that does it's a pretty insert and it costs money took time (laughs) they could they could have cut down on some production costs there but it's kind of functional but uh, like but like why did they have to have like separate things for like everybody's little lion icon yeah so just in case people don't know that's the that's the problem right they have the space like every player has a lion piece and every player has a meeple piece and every player has discs and there are separate wells there's one well for the lions and one well for the meeples and one well for the discs and so all the player lions go into one well and that is just stupid (laughs) so i just keep all of my player pieces in bags and that That reminds me of that reminds me of the Ticket to Ride box where they suddenly have those spots only for the little player markers that go on the yeah. slow track and that's yeah. it. What is that? Or know. or like or like when games, I'm gonna think about um there's there's games out there that have places for the money tokens, but you have to store the money tokens vertically. Oh, I put that on the list. I don't know if you saw that, but that is the worst. <laughs> Trying and to get like small world or what? Yeah, like kind of like small world. And you just, if the box just gets bumped or tipped or anything, and then all those pieces are yeah. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I hate There's, that. I think that, the one that five tribes. That's the one that bugs me a little because yeah. it, it, it looks great, but you move that box on any kind of axis plane, and that stuff is is like cross populating like crazy. It, it's actually a kind of a common thing with some days of wonder. Insert like Days of Wonder is really good for their production totally. qualities, and they have really nice inserts, but they all suffer from kind of like those same those same problems. Yeah, if you don't hold it like a pizza, it's all over the place. Yeah, I really do wish that with these companies that they would have somebody in charge of insert practicality. Like they always have people find like going over the rules with a fine tooth comb and the, all the cards and making sure everything's balanced and all that crap, and then they have a dumb insert, and it makes me frustrated. <laughs> yeah, or like, or like, I'm I'm coming up with, um, um, Splendor, is a game where all the components are stored in a very nice insert, but all the components are stored in a box that's like about a, about a million times bigger than what the components are for for that particular game. Totally. And I and I know why they do that. They want the shelf presence, the the advertising. But that brings up a good two point also about inserts is that uh. I think it was inserts, in my opinion, these days need to have a lid because so many people store things vertically. So for example, Splendor, I can't store that vertically because the chips fall out and that pushes the lid away. All they would need is a stupid clear plastic lid that just goes right over that, holds the pieces in place like um, Chronicles of Crime does this perfectly. Just have this really flat snap on thing that keeps the cards right in place. Splendor needs that as well. But there's yeah. a company. There's a company there that that um, is is doing this now, where these publishers and developers are are hiring out um, the company Game Trays, and they're they're Absolutely. designing their wonderful inserts. Like uh, Tom's got on here, Wasteland Express and Parks, both um, use the game those those guys from Game Trays to design those inserts yeah. specifically for the game, and Game Trays inserts are so beautifully done. Yeah. Ryan, maybe you can add more to this, but I heard on on uh, uh, Blue Pig Pink Pig, they had Isaac on talking about Frostgrave, where he's not particularly doing the insert himself, but if you want to, in the same campaign, you can, I don't know who what company is doing it, but uh, that's the that's what I heard going on there that that um, he's well, he's relinquishing design control of the insert, right? 
well, yeah, well, a lot of people that, that was one of the big the big tohus about Gloomhaven was that you got this gigantic twenty two pound box of stuff, and there was no functional way of it was not there's nothing provided that actually organized any of the bits and components. Like I'm guessing at, you backed that one already, right? Well, yeah, but <laughs> but 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 it's like tumbleweeds going by after that. But like, yeah, but, but like with Gloomhaven, and I and I tried the do-it-yourself thing with the Plano boxes and oh. binders and uh, all those things to try to organ to try to organize it, and it it was functional for a, a time, but it didn't help the setup with 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 the game at all and everything. It just kind of kept everything from like shuffling around inside the boxes all that actually ended up doing. So then I ended up actually I purchased the uh the the broken token um insert for that game. And mm -hmm. my gosh, did that make the world of difference. Well, here I'm going to throw this question out. Is it is it the designer or publisher's um um responsibility to have a functional insert or or is it sort of like just put something in there because they're going to change it anyways. Like, what's what's your take on that, you guys? Honestly, uh, the only thing that bugs me about inserts is if they're restricting me from fitting expansions in there. <laughs> That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, are, are, do, are they designing the game with expansions in mind, and are they providing me with enough space inside my box, my my current box, to fit those expansions? Like, I think Ian's like maybe referring to like his Terra Mystica box. Well, no, Terra Mystica's, well, yeah, I'm, it's pretty full up. But Terra Mystica didn't come with an insert at all. Ian, so I just pack like that to the baby to the rim. Ian, does it bug you when the box slid rides higher than, than the flush of the bottom? Oh, yeah. Of course it does, as a soul. <laughs> then you don't want to see half of, the, half of the games in my shelf because they're all. <laughs> yeah. I also I wanted to add to that. <laughs> Uh, I so think obviously, my, Tom, you have feelings about this. I have all of the feelings. Here's the <laughs> thing. I hate I hate it when they only go halfway or they do it and they don't do it right. So if they choose to do it, do it right or don't do it at all. I don't care. One of those. But doing it halfway drives me crazy. So like those poorly designed ones, like we said, Coimbra, or I'm going to pick on, I mean, Dan is, is kind of a friend uh, who designed Chai. So Chai, the tea game. Uh, that was actually a game trays insert that I was super excited about, but I don't know if game trays just got too popular too fast, but some of their stuff recently has really been off the mark in my opinion. And if they listen to this podcast and want to hire me to consult, I'm all for it. But like <laughs> when I opened up Chai and I started sorting, like it was not intuitive on where to put stuff, uh, pieces to, like, yeah, it was really confusing. It was very, but it was this really nice game trays one. So you didn't want to throw it out cause it like had a lid and, but it just wasn't well thought out. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, I think Game Trays does um, the Stonemeyer game, the Stonemeyer games recently. That's Ryan's um, field. Yeah, so they did, I think they did it for, they did it for Tapestry and I, yeah. they, they did, they missed the mark on that one. That's what I'm saying, they go halfway, right? Like he had, he had half of the game in this beautiful tray and nothing else. Um, so yeah, so I, in, in response, if a designer and a publisher are going to do it, and I think that really adds to their sale value, I think people get excited about a good insert. You got to either do it awesomely or just don't even try, just put a stupid cardboard thing in there and call it good. Well, and, and, and on the point here too, is that 
there's a huge aftermarket for custom inserts. Like how many how many companies can we can we name here? Broken Token, Meeple Realty, Go Seven, Folded Spaces, Game Trays can be can be contracted out. Like there's there's a there's obviously an aftermarket. Yeah. For for all this, so there was people have noticed that you know lots of games come with crappy solutions to be able to store my game vertically mm-hmm. versus um and a lot of really versus... good etsy design like i get a bunch of inserts from etsy people doing oh, yeah. 3d stuff so mm-hmm. that's cool yeah so well like, let's do do we do we do we call out the publishers and say <laughs> or, or are the publishers okay they say well we know that there is well, aftermarkets that... and everything i'm going to keep my costs down that comes back not... to it by but yeah keep my costs that, down is by it not their responsibility a, yeah and and then know it's like hey people some people are okay with just putting things in baggies and plano boxes and okay i'm you okay know, with honestly, baggies yeah honestly plano boxes disgust me when people do that i love plano boxes love them no Ugh. okay when i'm pe- not storing fishing tackle in our game boxes people <laughs> When well, I how, pay how, for how, when a game, I used, go, I used to go to Michael's to the little girl's jewelry section to get the little jewelry boxes and to put it in my games. Really? <laughs> yeah. What, what I want to say, though, is when I pay for a game, I want to pay for the game. I don't want to pay for the packaging. It, you know what I mean? It's like, give me the give me the content. I don't care if, if it's and I mean, I, I said it once. But I said it before. It, the box is just to protect the stuff inside, right? And so I'm just I want the I want the creative game. I don't I don't really care about how it gets to a certain extent. Yeah, to a certain and I extent. Get that. I want to add though that I do think that it adds to the pre like I think there's value in the presentation. Like to me, a good insert is on par with great artwork. It's when they nail it, people talk about it, and that can add to the hype. Maybe to me, it's the Vulcan variable. Is it logical? <laughs> is it logical or is it just chrome and new paint? Because if it's chrome and new paint, ah, then I'm paying for a fluff. But if it if it helps get the game out faster, if it helps get the game put away. I would be curious to know how much cost it actually does add. Like if we were to contact um, Stonemeyer Games and say, okay, how much did it cost you for the tapestry insert, including designing it and producing it? How much did that Because vacuum add? form, right? Yeah. So I imagine once they have the design, it's got to be pretty cheap. But it yeah, had, to me, it adds so much in terms of presentation and ease of getting things to the table and stuff. Yeah, it's like, yeah, because I, I would definitely if I, I'm one of those guys where if I hear that a game has a good insert, like you, you pay you pay attention for some for some odd reason. It, it just it, it tickles that little piece of the brain, like oh, it, it, it does what? Or why, why, why couldn't this game do it and stuff like that? Just a couple episodes ago was the last episode, whatever, you guys talked about parks and you talked about the insert and how yeah. cool the insert is. So like, <laughs> Ian, that shines, was you, man. Yeah, it's parks meant. is a great insert. Cool. Yeah, because that, 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 was, that was designed by Game Trays. That was one of the ones that they did good. I was going to say, here's that. That's a good transition. Let's swing that pendulum to the other side. And uh, Ryan, you have on your notes here the standout publisher inserts. Like you, Tom, you you mentioned Chronicles of Crime, um, uh, and and just Parks just now. Are there any other ones that you guys think are are stellar? 
Um, um, no, I, I just had it. In, I didn't type it into the notes. I was just thinking about it right now. So come back to me and I'll, I'll <laughs> come back. Well, we mentioned Wasteland Delivery Service. Yeah. Uh, that one's incredible. Um, I'm going to throw one out. This one's kind of a mixed bag, um, but Unmatched has been popular recently. And they have a great insert with just, uh, for me, a problem. So. So Unmatched is that game where you um, have a whole bunch of different factions or whatever. And if you open up the box, they have everything laid out so beautifully in the insert. Uh, the problem is that if you want to not carry seven boxes to game night, <laughs> you have to take out that insert and put things into the single box. Um, but as a design, you know, if you didn't ever have any expansions, you just had the base game, that insert is amazing. I love that one. Um, I want to um, uh, throw it a, um, uh, an add to the list that wasn't on there, but Via Nebula. If anyone's ever played uh, Martin Wallace Via Nebula, kind of a uh, pickup and delivery in a fantasy setting, um, that box is probably the one that, you know, and I was about to rip that sucker out and I went, wait, wait, wait. This thing's pretty convenient. Okay, you get the state. And that was that was the first one that passed the test of, you know, it's not all, you know, caca in regards to uh, inserts. So it, it was done properly. So via Nebula, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about the new Suburbia Collector's Edition. Yeah, I was thinking about that one too. Yeah, that one, it, 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 they, 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 did, they did it right with the, the big cube-like box and the, and the stacks and layers. I'm, I can't remember. I'm trying to look it up if that was a game, if that was a game trees. Yeah, it is. Oh, as far as who produced yeah. it, yeah. Because yeah. that's part of what pushed me to get it. I love game trees. Uh, Vindication <laughs> also had a really great insert. I, uh, that one was almost flawless, I think. Vindication. Um, everything oh, was that, packed that was, that was That was game trees. That was, that was yeah. a game trees higher. They really do a great job. And again, my only criticism is I feel like they got so popular so fast that some of their more recent things have been a little bit not what you'd want them to be. Yeah, so so this so this episode is brought to you by Game Trays. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Except, you know, around like bashing them. Tainted Grail was also pretty good. Mm. Yes, yeah, yes, you yes, got that, yes, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, I do. And it, it yeah, that, that was that was pretty good. I didn't actually pay attention to much of the answer. That one, I always um, the 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 card solution of, of organizing where the cards go was always kind of like a big thing. They they have they have like save slots. Yeah, for, for for your different characters, but I don't use them for slaves. So I actually have to use them for organizing the other. Totally. Well, you know that I have a solution for Tainted Grail, right? I, I, I yes, I do. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Just a bunch of dividers because they do have a good insert, but you need dividers to find the cards. Yeah. So that's that was what, yeah. When everything's all packed tight in there, it's harder. It's harder to see where they, where one card row ends and the other one begins, but. I want to point out another one that I just thought of, Sorcerer City. Does anybody here have that one? Me. Okay, so Sorcerer City had this beautiful, pretty well thought out game tray or insert. Uh, again, I think that one was game trays. But once again, there were just a couple of things they didn't think through. They did have a nice lid, which was cool. So here's the problem. So that game is a tile laying game. So you have like 100 square tiles and they go around the border of the box. And cool thing is they did have a lid, which is something I complained that most people don't do. So they have a lid that goes over to keep them in place. But getting that lid on top of those tiles is a total nightmare. Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. you get it on one side and then it pushes the tiles on the other and it's it's not good. So again, I if you're interested, I do have a solution for that one too. 
right. <laughs> yeah, with the little with the little tile caps. Tile caps, yeah. So that yeah. you can get that stupid lid on enough. And in fact, once you get those tile caps on, you don't even need the lid anymore. But yeah, that's the idea. This episode is proudly supported by Mr. Dice Guy online board game retailer located right here in Saskatoon. Mr. Dice Guy is always stocking the hot new titles, as well as restocking all-time favorites. They even have a ding and dent section for previously played titles. They offer free shipping across Canada on all orders over $200, or free local pickup if you're in the Saskatoon area. Check them out at MrDiceGuy.com. Saskatoon's Mr. Nice Guy is Mr. Dice Guy. Um, typically, at this point, we have a review segment because, uh, but because this was a a uh, um, feature more so than a review, we'll we will throw some review at you. But we're going to hand this off to uh, Ryan because uh, it folds in so well to um, the idea of uh, of of organizing that uh, board game you have, and and he's going to do some compare and contrasts with uh, with uh, the stuff that you can find on the market. So uh yeah so if Ryan. you are if you're not as handy as Tom and design your own storage <laughs> solutions um there are we, you've probably heard us mention already there's a whole bunch of that there's a whole <clears throat> aftermarket for for gaming inserts and if you're willing to to spend a little bit of money um you can get some really nice inserts to organize your games to speed up that setup um so some some of the ones that I kind of threw out there um I've been really going to my, my, my first dabble into this was when I bought the broken token insert for Gloomhaven. And I was like, oh my goodness, why don't I, where has this been all my life? Um, and then I started browsing the broken token website and oh my gosh, they have inserts for, you, you name it, some of the most popular games out there, they got, they got them. And that website is a real problem. It's real, it's real good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know, I know what you're talking about. Mean, cre- mean credit card problem. Yeah. So, so some with with the broken token. Now, these these are these are laser cut wood inserts. So one one of the things that they do do um, is they kind of you add said you do. Okay, I couldn't let that go. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> I was twitching over here. <laughs> hey, Tom, gotcha hey, yeah, you teach grade nine. I teach grade nine. Okay, right on. We got it. We're on there. So after the doo-doo, <laughs> they do add a, but, a, a bit of weight to the game because they are wooden. And so the, the, that, that's the only thing. The, the Gloomhaven already came in a 22-pound box, and you add on the broken token insert as about another couple pounds. Of, yeah, but at that point, what does it matter? If it's already 22 yeah. pounds, whatever. Yeah. And and on a side note, Ryan is uh, now a power lifter and will be competing uh, next week. Yeah. Well, haven't, haven't you seen like the Gloomhaven workouts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but, but definitely, like, now since they are wooden too, they are on the more pricey end, I would say, for like, even like a bigger game like Gloomhaven, you're, you're, you're talking about a good, a good chunk of change for, for those. How now, much was Ryan, Gloomhaven? That was like 80 to 100, wasn't it? It was that, a lot. I, yeah, I, I think when I picked it up, yeah, I think I picked it up on a sale and it was still like 75 bucks or something like yeah, that. It was I'm, a I'm, lot. Ryan, I'm going to set you up for this next one. Ryan, 
I I have a bad back, and and if I have an insert that is makes it heavier, it's not going to work for me. Are there inserts that are lighter? Well, (laughs) (laughs) I got to stop drinking coffee before we podcast, man. I know, right? So, like the other solutions that um, our good friend um, Dave over at um, Board on the Air, um, he started. He introduced me to folded spaces. Um, inserts which are made out of foam core and they are specially designed to fit the pieces and speed up the setup and yeah unlike unlike the wooden inserts they they're they're light they're very they're, they don't like they add like next to no weight to the game um at all so i bought i got the folded space for my scythe legendary box and it didn't didn't add any weight to it i want to also add those have started showing up in my local game stores Broken Token was in a game store for a little while, but they haven't been in for a couple of years. But I started to see um, those those folded space storage solutions and, in, in the game stores recently. And for, I love for, what, the price and for point. what they do, yeah, for what they do, the price point is is really really good. Like we're talking like so we're talking about goofy Canadian dollars here, like <laughs> like like twenty oh, like, 20, like twenty <laughs> bucks for for an insert or twenty five bucks Canadian for one of these inserts. It's an American that's a buck seventy five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 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 about the same here too for those. Yeah, they're definitely cheaper than the wooden ones. And I I think they they provide now some some of them if you have like deluxified components like if you have like metal coins or like that the, those components that are a little bit heavier. Yeah, sometimes the glue starts ripping away uh, at the bottoms of those uh, after a time. But I have I haven't come come across that. Uh, the fold spaces ones are are really really good, especially if you apply just that little thin layer of wood glue as you're as you're assembling them. Uh, very very sturdy. Very very. One sturdy. thing that I really do like about the folded space, at least, okay. So the only experience I have with them is with um, I don't I don't know how to pronounce this one, so you guys can correct me. I don't know if it's Hentes or Gentes. Gentes. Yeah. So there, the at least the Kickstarter version came with one of those inserts, and it was really pretty. I think I like the, proper, the proper pronunciation is Gentes Huacan. Oh, Gentes <laughs> Huacan. Yeah, that's probably true. I actually, I actually ended up getting rid of that insert. I'm just going to say it because I didn't think it was as well designed. Like it didn't make setup easier for me. So I got rid of that one and did my own thing, of course. But, um, <laughs> but it was really pretty. And that's something that I do like uh, versus the wooden ones. The wooden ones usually don't put a ton of effort into a look. But some of the folded space ones can, yeah, they can yeah. put stuff on. That. Yeah, I don't have any, but I'm interested in them. I think the foam core is a cool idea and mm-hmm. looks and looks, looks a little slicker. They're they're very easy to as- assemble. Like I remember with my broken token one, where I had to get my I had had to get like the little hobby hammer to yeah. kind of get get yeah. some of those pieces to fit together properly. Yeah, or, or like or, and you got to sand if they if they don't come out of the sprues properly, you got to sand. Yeah. Some yeah. of this, the, the, yeah. Where the folded space one is really kind of neat. You just apply that thin layer of glue, hold them I, together for like a little bit. And I and scotch you, you tape it, man. Yeah, you just did scotch tape. I just scotch tape is like, <laughs> I, well, okay. And, and the only reason why is because, um, and again, I don't know, you guys probably like, LePage, why are you getting picky now? Um, but any of the glue that shoots through might get into the cards, right? It, you're doing it wrong then. <laughs> Absolutely, because I, I, I have, have instructions. I have, I have, problems here, though. Right? I have mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and, and again, it was one of these. <laughs> to be absolutely honest, it was more so yelling at my kids, "Where's the glue?" And then, fine, I'm just going to use the tape, right? And, and that's where I went. Hey, this is working fine. So I will say that as much as I like these inserts because they're really well designed and well thought out, one problem that I've had with them, especially for the price that you pay, is again, I store my games vertically and almost none of these have lids for any of their components. So any of these games that I bought these inserts for, I have to store them horizontally. Um, I mean, obviously, third world or third world problem. Yeah. It's actually a first world problem, not a third. Um, but that is something that I've noticed with those inserts is it's tough because you have to store them flat. Yeah, because they have the open tops and their trays and their yeah, they're 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 going to fall. They're going to yeah. fall over. Them. A lot of them store cards vertically, and if you tip that, then they slide out, kind of a thing, depending on yeah. the game and the way they uh, tilted yeah. them. Other wooden inserts out there. There's um, another company is Meeple Realty, mm -hmm. and they 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 had designed some nice inserts. I only have one Meeple Realty insert, and that's for my uh, game of Arkwright, and it's because it has the coolest insert component. Oh yeah, because part of Arkwright is that there is a million of these little pawns that have to go on this market board. And yeah. if you don't have this nifty little tool, you have to sit there and you have to put all like, I'm, I'm exaggerating, but it's not that far off of a million pieces that have to get <laughs> stacked on this little market board. But there's a little tray that you can put all these mill meeples into, and then you slide it onto the market board, and then you push a button, and it releases them all onto the market board perfectly. Shut up. I don't even know this game. It's probably too heavy for my brain, but that sounds amazing. Like that just sounds like something I would watch on YouTube over and over. <laughs> and, and, and you can, it's very satisfying to watch the person push the button. Yeah. And meeples drop on into space. And I'll then put they that with it off. Carving videos that I watch at nighttime. Oh, it's just, yeah. So that's the only meep just because it had that little, um, I don't even want to call it a gimmick. It had a really good solution to my biggest setup problem of Arkwright was putting out the, the, the 100 pawns onto the market board. Oh, but then it also, it stores all the tiles very nicely and very organized and yeah. So Meeple Realty and again, that, but that one's expensive. It's a bigger game. It's a but bigger But you get what insert. you pay for though. It is what you yeah. get what you pay for. And it's yeah. very sturdy because it's the wooden insert. Ian, yeah. do, you have any, do you have any of these inserts? I do have a couple, and I actually got them from Go7, which I hadn't heard about, but they were the ones that are available on the website I buy from. So, And uh, they're a I little got, bit cheaper than the other ones, too, yeah, right? Yeah, they are. So I got, like, the basic card one, because when I decided to do my big Dominion shrink down, I took eight Dominion boxes, shrunk them down to two boxes, and I had to use kind of this card, basic card layout that they've got. Um, and that actually worked pretty well, and I did it. I got them down to two boxes, and they're ten pounds each. And, <laughs> but there so we one go. And, and so, that's kind of like me with Aeon's end. My Aeon's ends are so heavy. Same reason, yeah. broken token inserts. Uh, seven Wonders. I got the Go Seven Gaming one as well, and that one's actually pretty slick. It works pretty well. They got these little trays. You take out, you're supposed to glue them together, but I didn't. I just snapped them in like puzzle pieces. They're fine. But I liked them. I don't, I don't want to do it for too many things. Like, honestly, if you give me an empty box with a bunch of baggies, I personally am happy. That's fine. <laughs> but in some cases, okay. they work pretty well. Cool. 
Uh, I'm just going to throw one word. I think Daedalus Productions is yes. out of business now, but they had some really good inserts. They were a little more expensive, but they were stained mm -hmm. and always had like a cool thematic design on them that I always appreciated. I like they would laser. They would laser um, burn some yeah. of the, yeah, yeah, art in I it. I love that. And they would always like stain them with a color that matched the artwork that was really cool. Like their Dead of Winter one was cool and Kemet is a good one. Yeah. Um, I just learned, I think they were based out of Utah, but I think I learned that as they were going out of business, but yeah, might I'm only familiar with them from uh, the Secret Cabal. Yes, yeah, yeah they were there. They were a sponsor yeah. for them, of them for a while. Uh, a cool. Canadian, a Canadian one that uh, that again, Dave from Board Board on the Air um, brought my attention to was Gaming Trunk, and Gaming Trunk has some nice wooden inserts, and that I only you can find them on the Board Game Bliss um, website, but they're based out of um, they're based out of Ontario, and. Hmm. They 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 got some they got some neat ones like I just I just ordered the the Maracaibo um, insert because it actually has spot things for all the tokens and you put the trays right on the right on the game board and so you don't you just put the pieces right back onto the game board and then you can just put them back in those trays and put them back into the box kind of it was kind of like a neat idea that I liked and plus setup on Maracaibo is kind of a pain. You so, guys would yeah, really like, yeah. You guys would really like the uh, the insert I got for Carcassonne, because I I got all my expansions into one into the base box, and I literally have card pieces of cardboard separating the tiles <laughs> in their stacks. It's the most haphazard thing, but I don't think you could. There's so much stuff packed in that box. You can't actually fit in a wooden or foam insert. There's no room even for the foam. <laughs> it's yeah. just ridiculous. Oh, we, we've got all those games. We, we all have those games that are just packed right to yeah. the You've just the described stock. my Mage Knight box. Well, like I, I mentioned before in the episode, uh, my, my Raiders of the North Sea, where I've got both expansions in that base box, no insert. Everything is in there super tight like i they people watch me tetris this thing back together after a game and when you put the lid on it's like a victory lap around the room man yep box fits flat <laughs> i have no idea how i do it but every time it works out and yeah take a sip of scotch afterwards and it's like yep that was good cool <laughs> well before we forget um uh um tom uh, can you basically uh, give us a nice big plug on uh, what you're doing and how people can find you? Oh, you bet. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So I, <laughs> yeah, I basically just have like, I don't know, I guess two different things going on. I have a YouTube channel that's Tom Teaches. And so if you wanted, I mean, if I have a video, you could do Tom Teaches uh, Azul and you can find a video. Um, I usually do two types of videos. I do a how to set up the game and then how to play the game. And I teach as I play. Um, and then I also have my my storage solutions going on. Um, again, they're all free of charge. Uh, I just do my best. I keep everything on Board Game Geek. That's a little hard to navigate. Like if you like my designs, it would be really tough to find what games I have. Um, and so last year I just threw together a website and so uh, I have a website where you can find all of my videos and storage solutions, like links to the storage solutions. They'll take you all to Board Game Geek. And that uh, website is HTTP. <laughs> 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 
Oh man, that was like a two by four right to yeah. the teeth. Yeah, man. it's important for some people. I, I was um, like dying. Monty Python kind of physical <laughs> yeah. comedy. Nice. Yeah, but it's just TomTeachesGames.com, and then I try. I have tabs <laughs> on the top where you can just, you know, find your videos or your storage solutions. I have some gameplay alongs. I've designed some solo variants, crap like that. So I don't know. I just I've done my very best with my content to just keep it all free because I'm we're all teachers here and sitting here um so it's been important to me that this is always just a fun hobby for me mm -hmm. um I respect to people who do make money off of it but I just have done my best to just keep it keep it nice and easy and 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 I do want to say joyful. that Tom's boxes I'm looking at them here and they've got like it's not just a box like it's got full artwork that looks like it's straight from the game and it looks really like they look really good too it's thank you yeah well like i said great. i'm a little paranoid that i said something stupid earlier and, and not intentionally i fully believe in paying artists for everything and in fact a big thing for me about the boxes is you know giving credit to those artists because i think those artists are so amazing and they're so great um i just i want to have that artwork with my game designs which is why i keep it free just so that we can all enjoy the amazing artwork on these games. Um, and also along those lines, because it can be really intimidating, I think, uh, to print something off and not know how to make it. For every every box I've designed, I have a video where I will show you how to make the box. So you don't have to, there's no written instructions or anything like that. So if you want to print off Teotihuacan Tehuacan's storage solution, <laughs> print it off. And then right there on my website, I will have pictures of what it should look like i'll have uh, videos embedded there or i can take you to youtube and see them whatever you want i've done my best to make it easy one last thing i'll say about my inserts is sometimes people have uh, insert designs where you need special tools i've done my best this is just you need scissors and a paper i usually just use cardstock and a printer and you're good to go so like no special tools needed at all it's all just everything is just printed on an eight and a half by eleven paper um, so those are options for people if they want to learn them. I'm on Twitter too, which always shocks my family because I hate social media with my whole heart, but I'm on Twitter for the board game channel and nothing else. Anyway, so if you wanted to see me on Twitter or talk to me or anything like that, I'm sure it'd be amazing for you. Uh, I'm just at Tom Teaches Games, so you can say hi or whatever. Awesome. Well, that this episode that had a blast thank you for coming and uh yeah and, thanks for being uh, back ryan that was a brilliant idea to put this uh this whole topic together and ian oh it, it, it's been recorded norm says i had a brilliant idea it's been <laughs> i told you i was drinking way too much coffee right <laughs> um uh so well thank you very much for uh, if you've made it this uh to the end of this um uh first of all thank you very much and <laughs> what are you doing um but uh <laughs> i'm you're making one of my inserts while they were listening yeah, that's what they're going it to do hours cool <laughs> they're so, probably they're probably wondering when the next contest is, which I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> right on. Well, I've been. I'm your host, Norm. I'm Ryan. I'm Ian. I'm Tom. Hey, we'll catch you later. are Bridge City Board Gamers and you can find us on Twitter at BC Board Gamers on Facebook Bridge City Board Gamer Community 
and on YouTube at Bridge City Board Gamers. You can also find us on BGG Guild number 3039.